I would obviously edit this part out. Yeah. I would obviously edit this part out. Okay, say something. Hey, hey. Okay, say something. Hey, hey. Okay, they can hear you. It's kind of weird for them to. So it's obviously on a bit of a delay, so we'll just watch that. Because this is us. Uh, and you know what? I should be able to just... Open it up real quick. Also, know for sure if that's what was making it lag for some reason. It shouldn't be because I'm not even running any other program, but we will see. In just a second. Okay, and then. What's up, Chris? Goddamn. We're doing a uh, supernatural discussion before the rest of the stream, where just me and my sister. She's gonna upload it to her podcast stuff. It's about a, a pretty, a pretty nice little show that I very much enjoy as well. So, Let's see if it wants to. If it wants to do that, huh? There it goes. Okay. And that's just the background thing. Let me make sure it's, uh, yeah, volume's down. Okay, so it's just, that's going to be on repeat. Okay. You don't know anything about Supernatural? Well, I recommend watching it, but this is a, this is a rewatch podcast of it, so. It's spoilers bound. Yeah, spoilers are here, but it is a very good show. And we're talking about the first episode, but we're also going to be talking about things that. That, that the first episode leads into. Yeah. Things we find out later on in the season that are a mystery, so yeah, you should probably go watch it before this, and it's only going to be like a 20-minute discussion. Yeah, and then there's going to be a podcast set up somewhere, so yeah, so maybe listen to that eventually, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff to talk about, though, in this first episode. God, I just love, <laughs> I love seeing that in the background. <laughs> He's singing Eye of the Tiger, which is obviously on mute. Yes. Okay, Grizz. I will be back in like 20 or 30 minutes playing some Pavlov if you want to come back. So. Alright, I mean, where do we start? Obviously, the first scene is them. Yeah. Is them being. Yeah. I mean, them as kids, with not even knowing what the hell is going on. Uh, so, I mean, it goes on to their house, right? Yeah, it goes on. And something I actually noticed was. The first shot is of their house, like the outside of their house, right? Yeah. And you can see the shadows of oh. the branches kind of move in on the house, like it's grabbing oh, it. Oh my gosh, that's so... Yeah, I I just thought that was really ominous. Like the whole... These earlier episodes are so ominous and so creepy, yeah. which is what I really loved. And then yeah. it kind of got more into like... 
I, I don't know. Like, they got we got used to them fighting monsters, so it's like, these monsters aren't creepy anymore. Yeah, like, I noticed, like, the horror factor was up for the first episode, though, too. Yeah. Because, like, maybe it goes down a little, or maybe we just get used to it, but... but the I think part, it definitely goes down a little. Yeah, but it feels like... It feels like before we get used to it and before it goes down, that, mm-hmm. like, this horror element is really, really creepy and terrifying, to a sense. Yeah, like, especially with the white lady, just the way that they defeat her, where her kids fucking pull her into the ground. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, terrifying. And, obviously, this is, like, early 2000s, so the special effects aren't great. Aren't great, but they're... But there's no real need for them to be. Yeah, not at all. I mean, they I could mean, have been better, but it's like it's just as that time period, yeah, this was like yeah, a normal. Yeah, and how with and how minimalist the show seems in comparison, I really doubt it needed as much social effects as it had in say like mm-hmm. season thirteen, fifteen. Yeah, or season like all the way going all the way back to season eleven, I think was when the biggest effects were started. And I mean, the the amount of like terror that you could feel watching this first episode it's it's not like a it's not like a horror movie it's or anything. not like a push your pants thing yeah no it's like oh shit like that just happened like the the first scene where mary sam and dean's mom it runs back upstairs because she realized the person standing over sam's crib is not her husband and it's not her husband and then it just cuts to, to, to whatever his name was, John. John. Yeah, um, I never cared enough to remember that. But it cuts to John waking up, hearing Mary screaming, and he runs up and finds mm-hmm. Sam in a crib, and Mary's not there. So he's like, well, yeah. "Maybe I just dreamed it or something." Yeah. And then he feels blood on his hand and yeah. looks up to see his wife cut open on the ceiling. Yeah. I okay. I have notes on this whole first part. So. Okay. Uh, I've read the first part of the scene where their cute little family is really sweet, and then the realization hits, and then we get to a point where, like, Mary goes in the room and the realization hits, and then the blood's dripping from the ceiling, and then Mary burns and it becomes terrifying. Yeah, like, he, for, I, I, I find it very interesting, because obviously it's Zazel, the, the demon who it turns out is the one yeah, the starting all this. Yeah, the demon. Yeah, for Lucifer. Um, yeah. The fact that he... Both times in this episode when it was him and Jess, or not, Mary and Jess, with both of them, he waited to catch them on fire until they saw the body yeah. on the ceiling. He was playing with them. He was messing with them, definitely. Yeah. He was, it's like playing with your, like a tiger playing with his food. Because he's like, oh, hey, here's, nothing's wrong, but then again, here's someone you and, love putting on then the it ceiling. Just, and then fire burst out from behind them. Yeah. So. I have to... My next note is, um... And then life changed permanently for the Winchesters. Because it did. It really did. And imagine if you, like, went through that. Yeah. Like, I mean, if that sort of stuff was reality and you went through that and it's just, like... Yeah, I definitely think anyone growing up raised as people like raised as hunters essentially would be a, a, a real shitty childhood yeah it would be a real shitty childhood and knowing that all, all that happened too was like yeah it's like the I, start I, it's the prelude to everything that happened I, d- I definitely do think that like i feel for sam 
you know, start, like, he, wanting to go to college and have a normal life. Especially since he didn't really remember his mom in any yeah. way, as he brings up later in the episode. Yeah. He doesn't really understand what they're fighting for, because he never got the chance to know. Until, like, mom. until everything that happens later with Jess, which is... Yeah. So. And so in, then he understands stood, completely. Yeah. Okay, so next up in the episode, mm-hmm. after the whole, they run outside and they're... And they get to the car, and they get to, like, leaning on the, and, and everything's, like, and then it time skips to Stanford. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have questions about that next scene that comes up, though. Because, like, he, he says, like, maybe I'm just an idiot, but, um, I have no idea how good, what, how good, like, a score you'd have to get on that test that sam got but i feel yeah, like i that, don't know what an lsat is yeah it's like a i think it's like yeah Here, let's just look it up yeah what is an lsat a law law school admission test okay so they have a test that oh and it's 120 to 180 and he got a 174 that answers my next question like how good did he actually do so he did like the almost the best you can do yeah almost perfect which kind of is how Sam does things to a certain point. Yeah. Hmm. I've always, um, I've always wondered just how smart Sam was sometimes. Because, like, he just, he does some idiot things, but he's, in general, the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, for the most part. I think definitely they shy away from him being a lot smarter than Dean. Obviously, like, he thinks more clearly. But he thinks more clearly in the way that he's good with, like, calculated, like, thinking. He's good with books, and he's more book smart, while Dean's more action smart, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, like street smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that, but for sure, I mean, during the the whole series, Sam makes just as many dumb mistakes as Dean. Yeah, I noticed that, too. It feels like, it feels like... As the seasons go by, though, he gets... I mean, they both get dumbed down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we're streaming. Are you guys leaving? Yeah. Blah! Bye. Bye. I have to the other one tomorrow. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. He had it until like five minutes ago. <laughs> okay, here, or you can just leave it there. Love you guys. Love you too. Hey, I'm Jen. Hey, Line. I'm their uh, sister. No, I don't know this lady. I don't know her. No. Now that little kid over there, I know. They want to be me. No, I don't. No, I no, we don't. Yeah. I'm not used to, but I'm Here. not. I've grown out of that. I got it. Well, at one point, I was cool. No. Mm-hmm. One awesome. point. Okay. Bye, buddy. Ah. Line says, "Child, are you talking about me or the actual child?" All right. Bye, buddy. Bye. Okay, yeah. So where were we? Uh, I don't know what we were talking about. I think we were talking about how Sam's super smart and Dean and Dean's also super smart, but they have like different types of. Oh, smart. D- Dean's not super smart. But not not in the traditional sense. But he just looks good in flannel. I think he's just smart. I think he's smarter than we give him credit for, but he's not as smart as like some people will give him credit for. Actual child line? Yeah, that was my, that was my nephew. Ari, he's adorable. Um. 
Yeah, no, I don't. I think he's smart when it comes to specific things, but I, I think he's more. What's the word? He's more action oriented to Sam's. Well, no, he's like more controlled by his emotions than his brain. He's more impulsive. Yeah, for sure. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, he's impulsive for sure. Mm-hmm. Not to say Sam isn't impulsive, but it's just more like it's more Dean's area. Yeah, Sam, Sam becomes more. I guess it rubs off on Sam more from yeah. Dean as the series goes on. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, the first monster they fight is a woman in white, which is a ghost. Yeah, so it's a. I mean, it's a spirit of a woman who they became. Their husband was unfaithful. Yeah, and mm-hmm. in a moment of pure craziness. Yeah, uh, it was temporary insanity. They end up killing their children. Yeah, and then once they find out what they, once they realize what they have done. They then take their own life. Yeah. And their spirit is cursed and they become a woman in white. Where they then go to find unfaithful men and kill them. Yeah, and I think that whole going crazy thing is like, it's very convenient and like... You know what I find weird? Yeah. Is that... If, if, if she's just trying to find unfaithful men, then why does she forcibly kiss Sam yeah, that was, and then kill him? It's like, that's not being unfaithful. That's you raping him. <laughs> exactly. That was my thought. That's not even, like, if there are rules to this thing, that doesn't count. That does not, that cannot count because that's like, that's full on like, oh, hey, I'm going to do this to you. Just, not, to, just to make it so I can get, like, that, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't, that doesn't add up. It really doesn't. And then he drives the the amazing car into the fucking building. Yeah. Which, it, it's a meme throughout the rest of the series. It's like, don't touch my car! Yeah, it is. And don't he, touch baby. Yeah, and he's like... Yeah, and Dean, of course, in this episode, is also, like, minorly pissed, but he's not so... Yeah, he's not like, if my car is gone, I, I'll die. Like, that's how he sometimes is in the, in the series. But, I mean, obviously, the car gets wrecked a few times. Yeah, and this is, like, one of the two times I can think of it bursting into something. The other is the sign of, um, Dick Roman, of Roman Enterprises, um, in season seven or with eight. With the Leviathans, yeah. Yeah, with the Leviathans, and... I mean, at this point, you're playing Minecraft line. That's nice. You know what you should be doing? It's playing modded Minecraft on my server. Yeah, okay. Anyways, um, I definitely know, I, I don't... Like, it, they're obviously setting up the rest of the arc with Lucifer and, and Azazel. Uh, when does when do they actually end up fighting Lucifer and Michael? At the end of season five, the one where everyone says it should have ended. Right, yeah. So they were building up to that, obviously. Yeah, and it's a really good start to build up, but it feels like it's very slow start. Yeah, no, the build up is definitely... Because... So... By the time, so they have to meet angels first. Which the, so the first four seasons are essentially just, mon, like the first two or three will probably just monsters with occasional monsters demons. And, yeah, monsters and demons. Demons get more. As and they then get like season it. four then, is when they start dealing with like higher up demons like Azazel and Lilith. Yeah. Which are still at, which are now in hindsight little pussy bitches. <laughs> yeah. <they laughs> compared are. to other people. Yeah, like. 
even some of the other princes of hell, I could I could actually see doing more. How many did it say they there were? Four, which the only one that I can even think of even remotely being a threat by by the point of their ending was like maybe either Dagon or Asmodeus. Yeah, I only remember Azazel. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, well, Dagon was in late season twelve, so it's not a, so bad that you don't remember her. Yeah, I don't. And Asmodeus was season 13, and he was a little pussy-ass bitch as well. Was Basically, he the one that, like... Kentucky Fried Beagle. The guy in the... He, well, didn't he wear a white suit? Yeah. And he, like... Spoke in a southern accent. Well, no, no, no. It was because he... I was thinking, because he, like, put fucking Crowley in a cage or something, didn't he? Or was that... Oh, no, he put Lucifer in a cage. Or something. He tried to control Lucifer. No, he tried to control the Shadim. Which are, like, the worst demons. Which, I thought we had already established the worst demons by that point. Like, the worst demons are, like, Lilith and the Princes of Hell themselves, not the Shadim. Mm. Okay, yeah. We'll have to get to that point. But I think, as first episodes go, it's, it, it's, it's pretty good. It's solid. I mean, it gets me kind of engaged in it. Yeah, but I understand why some people would just, like, nope out of it after the first episode as well. Yeah. Because it only really, it's most of a Monster of the Week story and then kind of some build-up. Yeah. Well, I mean, once it gets to later seasons, there's, like, a Monster of the Week every for one week, and then the rest of it's all... all story-driven. All story-driven, yeah. I like, it's, the thing about it that I like, though, is, like, I like the individual arcs of the first five seasons better than I like the bigger arc. I can I mean, see that. Not the first season so much, but the second and the fifth season. I mean, it, like... it it does what a good first episode is supposed to do, in which it takes it takes like a, a, a basically just a little bit of a story. It starts it, and then at the end of the first episode, it ties you in to want to learn more about what's happening, and that's what happens with Jess. Is that it? It happened to them, their mom. What, and 22 the, years yeah. before the first episode, like, actually takes place? And then it happens to Jess. So it's like, who the fuck is doing all this? What is it? You know? Because we don't know about demons yet at this point. So it's like, for new people, it definitely is good. And then, I mean, for going back and rewatching it... It, it has, like, some rewatch value. Like, you miss certain details, like, with the thing with the house. And yeah, the, with the trees. And you, like, you get little quiet moments that you realize later on are really important like to the characters yeah and you see things that don't really um match up match like that don't that like don't, that kind of just go don't away gel with the rest of the later seasons yeah and that's like understandable because like as you after you have so many seasons some stuff is going to get lost in the never-ending void of i mean story. Th there's a problem with shows that go on for this long it's that you start to forget what happens yeah, and so, so rewatching it is just kind of a way to actually remember. It's like, oh shit, I forgot about this character who yeah. is a shit character when I watched it. But then it turns out later, like when they die or something, that they're really cool. And we just now we realize. So you know what I mean? It's like you learn more about characters. I have a confession to make on this one. What's too. that? Uh, it's not so much about. It's about the season in general. So. Mm -hmm. When we meet Bobby at the end of season one, didn't really like him. Yeah, but we learned to love Bobby. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Is like characters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Characters we don't initially like, 
but we do later on rewatching it you kind of see why you didn't like him or you see why you should have liked him at the beginning so like yeah Bobby. like certain character traits come across as this but it's actually really this mm-hmm. like you get the sense of bobby like he's really tough and gruff but he's really tough and gruff on the boys because he really cares yeah he's like their dad almost he's but like more more than their actual dad yeah in some ways in some ways and then others and not because there's no way he could be there's no way you could replace somebody's dad so yeah and so but okay so anyways um i don't know much about the whole monster of the week thing because i i enjoy it sometimes but yeah i i think i mean obviously these first like five seasons definitely have more of that than just specific story-driven episodes like Story driven. There's maybe one or two throughout the season, and then the last couple of yeah, episodes. like the first one I can think of really is either like four or nine, and four we just get a snippet of something, and like nine is when we actually start to get. It's actually the first time we actually see John since mm-hmm. the beginning of the show. Yeah, because we only see him in the first episode. We yeah. see him at the beginning. Yeah, so basically we. Yeah. I don't really have anything else. I don't really. I. Alright, let's give our ratings then. Oh, yeah. I give the first episode with... I'm putting in as a rewatch value. I'm giving it... What did I say? Three and a half white women out of five? White women in white. Women in whites out of five? (laughs) White women. (laughs) I'm giving in three and a half Karens out of five. Okay, I give it... Just for both rewatch value and the way I originally liked it, mm-hmm. I give it about solid three women in white out of five because it's it's fun. It's good to get sink your teeth into, mm-hmm. but sometimes it can get it can drag, and other times it can like pull itself down a little bit. Yeah. Other than that, it's a really good episode, and it's a really nice start to the series. Yeah, I I mean overall, I think it's pretty good, but I mean it's just I I've seen it so. There, at a certain point, it just... Like, probably when I watched it initially, white women, yeah, like you line. Um, well, it's because the first episode, they, they fight a spirit called a woman in white, and I just said white women, because that's what I just remember. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, I think that was a good start to all of this, and I think... All right, do you think we have any questions going forward, like what you forgot or what you don't want, what do you want to remember? <laughs> I will allow that. <laughs> I will allow it. <laughs> white bitches. <laughs> I give it three and a half white bitches. <laughs> oh, God, yes. All right. All right, well, any questions? And other than that, we're, we're finished. Yeah, Line, do you even know what we're talking about? <laughs> I mean, it obviously says it in the title, but have you ever watched Supernatural before? I just, I'm, I'm curious to see if she just was spoiled, like, the whole series pretty much. Yeah, we have. We've gone all the way to season 12, and that's no problem. Oh, uh, we're talking about the show Supernatural, which you can see here. That guy, he's, that, he's one of the main characters. characters. You should! Yeah, it's a season 4 clip, though too so yeah it doesn't help i mean he's singing eye of the tiger we obviously don't have eye of the tiger playing because that's copyrighted copyright 
but no, and this is only for the live stream like people that are going to be on Liz's podcast app are not going to be able to see it you don't care line <laughs> this I, is unfortunate i mean it's because i mean it's a it's a it's, become, a it's a it's a niche cult. show kind yeah of. it's a niche it's a cult following type. you either like it or you don't you either like it or don't so all right well i think that's all for this segment yeah of this live stream so i think so too We'll be putting it up on Liz's podcast app, Anchor or whatever, and it, yeah. so. Yeah, and it'll be distributed to things like Spotify and I think Apple Play, but I don't know other than that what where it's going. Okay. All right. Well, now I'm going to set up VR. All right. You can just Bye. take your chair back with you. Don't forget your phone. And my journal. And your journal. And then I'm gonna set up VR. How are you doing, Line? Let me go 